turn me up, please? Can y'all turn me up? All right, let's get started. This year. <laughs> hey. I'm trying to get the roll done. My, my, the people that take the roll was watching the dogs play last night. So uh, they're not going to be here today. Uh, but anyhow, I think I got everybody. And uh, it's good to see everybody this morning. And uh, I appreciate y'all coming. We went, uh, I went to watch the game last night at Brother Brian's and he invited family down and I just didn't know how they would take hearing the preacher cuss. And, and uh, So anyhow, I left at halftime from over there and went home. And uh, but uh, the Lord, the Lord blessed, and uh, the dogs won. And uh, ain't that right, Gary? That's right. <laughs> Gary put on a post yesterday. Oh, hi, I don't know. I said, but you forgot. Uh, 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 oh. And uh, anyhow, <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, we ain't got a whole lot to brag about. But we did win. All right. And so anyhow, all right. Let's look at uh, some announcements. And uh, we made it into the new year. Brother Rick, I planned on going to sleep, but the dogs, they didn't, they didn't finish the game before midnight, so uh, anyhow, I didn't, I didn't make it, so I stayed up uh, with the younger, the younger crowd, but uh, anyhow, look around you, the people that are missing, uh, they're hung over at the house this morning, so we're going to need to pray for them, all right? All right, let's take a look. We have, uh, we do still have some ornaments back there that you can pick up. If you had not got your ornament already, uh, go ahead and grab them, and uh, they will, uh, uh, we will we'll hang on to them till next year, but uh, if you haven't gotten one, uh, go ahead and grab one of those. Uh, we will not have Bible college uh, this uh, uh, this Tuesday night either. Uh, so uh, make that, put that on your calendar. We won't have it this Tuesday night. Uh, and uh, the whole staff will be out of town. We are leaving, the entire staff is leaving uh, immediately following the services today and headed to Tennessee. And we will be in Tennessee all week long as uh, we have uh, we have some planning, some things that we're going to be doing as a staff. And then the conference will start up and uh, I'll be teaching at the conference and uh, that'll go through Saturday. So our plans right now, which I don't think Matt and Miranda are going to the conference. So they'll, they'll probably come back at some point uh, earlier than us. But uh, I, I'll have to teach a session Saturday morning. Uh, so I won't be back uh, in town until Saturday evening and uh, to do church all over again with y'all uh, um, uh, Sunday. Uh, Brother Josh Altman's going to preach for us uh, this coming Wednesday night, and uh, so I wanted to announce that. Man, he's, he's great, and uh, you'll enjoy that, and uh, he teaches our uh, college-age kids, and he'll do a great job with that. Other than being a Florida fan, he's about as good a person as you can be, and, uh, but uh, anyhow, pray for him, and uh, he'll be preaching uh, Wednesday night, and uh, uh, Church will be going on per per, per schedule, uh, but it'll probably have a lot less people in it. A lot of folks are going with us to the conference uh, as far as uh, being involved in the conference. So uh, if you will, uh, pray for traveling mercies and all. I think Wednesday is a traveling day for most, uh, and it's supposed to rain all day uh, up there. So uh, it'll make traveling around the mountain a little uh, a little more difficult. But uh, anyhow, then freezing temperatures after that. I don't know how... Brent manages to do this, but it seems like every year it rains on the day that we leave or either there's an ice storm 
And, uh, and then we get there and it's snow and freezing and everything else. I don't know how they worked that out. But anyhow, uh, I, I texted him last night. I said, can we do this in the Keys possibly? And uh, anyhow, uh, but uh, uh, I guess getting people to travel way down there is out of the question. All right. Uh, no youth group uh, this we- uh, Thursday night for the same purposes. Uh, staff will be out of town. Zalton will be uh, there with us at the conference. All right. Uh, Let's see. I think that's it. We're having a, a welcome party coming up January the 22nd. This will be one of our first ones uh, that we're going to do. Uh, this is something similar to what we did uh, with our uh, new members, uh, some of the stuff we did with that. Uh, so if you know anybody that's interested in uh, learning about our church, uh, learning about joining our church, uh, this will be where that will take place on January the 22nd. It will be right after the morning service, and uh, we'll uh, have food uh, provided. It will be catered in, and we'll have, uh, uh, we'll have a time of uh, fellowship, just time of class out there uh, so they can learn a little bit about the church, learn, learn some about the ministries. Uh, as I've already mentioned, if you have recently joined and want to get in on this, uh, you're more than welcome to come as well. All we ask is that you sign up for us in the foyer. Uh, that way we'll know how much food uh, to prepare, uh, to have prepared, and how much uh, uh, food to have on site. That way we'll be able to do that, all right? Uh, is there anything else? Am I missing anything? Somebody's got a question. I know you do. There will be no discipleship tonight. Uh, and then, uh, as I said, uh, this will be, uh, we'll get back kicked off uh, next Sunday night uh, with uh, uh, the discipleship and doing all this. Oh, uh, yeah, I think that's it. All right, if anybody dies, just wait until I get back, all right? And uh, anyhow, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll do the best we can with it. I mean, it ain't like you're going to care, all right? And Some of y'all get that later, all right? It ain't like you're going to care. I went to a funeral while we were home, and uh, the lady that led Michelle to the Lord uh, passed away, a dear friend of ours. You heard me tell the stories about uh, the deacon that took me under his wing and, and me and him went out visitation all the time, went out soul winning all the time. He was the one that got me into the jails and got me preaching in the jails. And uh, he was the one, if you've been in our uh, uh, college class, me talking about the demon possessed man. Uh, he was the one that stood in front of him and read Bible to him while I preached to the rest of the jail. And uh, anyhow, his wife passed away and I had a, had a battle with cancer, and uh, we were there for that. And, uh, man, I'm going to tell you something. I told my buddies, I was like, you know, we do this thing wrong, and uh, we, we mourn for their death, but they're in such a better place. And, uh, and really, we do. And, uh, you know, the funerals, I, I don't know that the funerals ain't more about us than it is about them, but, uh, uh, man, they are in a better place. And uh, I told him, I said, man, we got to change this narrative got to be a celebration of life and uh, what they've accomplished because that woman was uh, something amazing. And uh, if there was ever a woman that was a Proverbs 31, uh, it was her, a virtuous woman. And man, she sure was uh, good to me and my, my wife. 
and to our family. And uh, like I said, I appreciate y'all letting us get off for a few days and go down there and honor her and, uh, and kill some birds and do just to have a good time. All right. All right. Let's pray and we'll get started this morning in Hebrews chapter number five. And uh, so let's pray and we'll get going. All right. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you. God, we thank you for an opportunity to come to church this morning. Lord, we thank you for this place that you provided. Lord, your hands have provided your people. God, that you have, uh, Lord, delivered. Lord, you have used them mightily, Lord, to build this place. And God, I thank you for that. I thank you for the work, Lord, that you have done. Lord, uh, what we see and what we partake in, Lord, what we enjoy, uh, Lord, this year as a result of your faithfulness and goodness to us uh, throughout the years in the past. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name, Lord, that we continue, uh, Lord, to look unto you. Lord, we'll continue to follow you. Lord, we'll continue, uh, Lord, to pursue uh, Lord, after you, and Lord, I pray this morning, Lord, as we open up your word in Sunday school, Lord, I pray that you would, uh, Lord, illuminate our minds, God, that we would hear what the Holy Spirit is trying to speak to us, and we would learn from our Bible today. And God, I pray that we'd learn how to apply it to our lives, Lord, that we may become better Christians for it. Lord, I pray for every one of our Sunday school teachers, every ministry that's going on on this, uh, uh, on this property this morning. Lord, I pray that you would bless the individuals, Lord, for the sacrifice that they are making. Uh, Lord, I pray, uh, Lord, that your blessings would fall on them. Lord, I pray today, Lord, for anyone that may come to our building, may come to this place lost. Lord, I pray today they would not leave that way. Lord, I pray that you would move in a special way during our 11 o'clock hour. And Lord, I pray that you would convict hearts of their need. And Lord, I pray that we would respond to it in obedience. And Lord, we'll be sure to give you all the honor and the glory and the praise for what you're going to do. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. And amen. Hebrews chapter number five, and we got through several verses, but we'll start reading in verse number one, uh, Miss Carrie, and uh, since it's been two weeks, and uh, I think we'll get down to about verse number six and seven is where we'll uh, um, kind of uh, start, kick back off, all right? So the Bible says, for every high priest taken from among men is ordained for men in things pertaining to God. He may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. We're giving, uh, in verse number one, we're giving the, uh, uh, the job description, if you will, of the high priest, the purpose of the high priest. And he was uh, ordained for men and things pertaining to God so that he could give, offer, or he could offer gifts and sacrifices, all right? And of course, we know from the Old Testament, once again, remember this, Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews, which we, uh, we believe to be Paul, but, uh, you know, it, it really doesn't matter, but the writer of Hebrews is basically reconciling the Old Testament with the New Testament, because the Jews have a problem with why are we why are we why are we calling this man Messiah and why are we changing everything that we've always been taught? And so the writer of Hebrews is now reconciling the two of them. And so he does this through the high priest and he tells us that he had a specific job. He was to offer gifts and to offer sacrifices for sins, for the people. All right. He was ordained for the people. Verse number two, the Bible says, who can have uh, uh, compassion on the ignorant and on them that are out of the way for that he himself also is compassed with infirmity. And what this simply means is this, he can identify 
and he can have compassion on the people and their sins because he sins too. Uh, this is lost in today, especially in the Roman Catholic Church. This is lost in the day. They prop the man up as if he is something special. He's not. Uh, God tells us the high priest, he had the same sins that I have. Is everybody all right? I need somebody to hear me. I said this, I, I said this growing up. He put on the same pants, same way that I do. All right, and actually he don't wear pants, he wears a dress. But anyhow, uh, if he put on his pants, he'd put them on the same way that I did, all right? So uh, what God's teaching us here is that because of his infirmities and because of his sins, he is able to identify and to have compassion on those that he is ministering to, all right? So verse number three tells us, and by reason hereof, he ought as for people, so also for himself, to offer for sin. So not only did he offer uh, sacrifices and gifts for the people, but he had to do it for himself also in this, all right? Now, verse number four, and no man taketh this honor unto himself, but he that is called of God as was Aaron. So now we not only learn that this uh, high priest had a job duty and what he was to do was give, offer gifts and sacrifices and then we're told that he had sins and so he was able to identify with the people but now we're told that he didn't get to choose this profession. In other words, this isn't something that you wake up for and say, I'm gonna be the high priest today. Or I, I, I'm gonna decide that I'm going to run for high priest. This ain't a this ain't a job. This wasn't a uh, this wasn't a uh, well. It ended up being in Jesus' day more political than than anything. But originally, the way God designed it was that this man, no man decided he was going to be the high priest. God chose who the high priest was. And he did so through Aaron. And if you'll remember, the Levites were the chosen priests. And out of the family of the Levites, you had the family of Kohath. And from them, you had Aaron. And from Aaron, his sons were the high priests. All right, that's the, way, that's the way God designed it from the very beginning all the way back in the book of Exodus. And so he says, the writer tells us here that no man chose for himself. No man decided that he was just going to be the high priest. God chose that. God designed it. And it was by God's will that the high priest was even in existence. All right. Now, why is that important? All right. Remember, we're trying to reconcile the Old Testament to the New Testament. All right. The first question that you would have had concerning Jesus being called the high priest is, is he from the lineage or is he from the line of Aaron's sons? All right, so how do you reconcile that? You reconcile that with that statement right there in the middle of that verse. But he that is, say it with me, called of God. So in other words, it is God's decision. Now God did this in the Old Testament through a family and through a man, and that was Aaron and his family. But now the New Testament writer is telling us that in the same way that God chose Aaron and his sons to be high priests, God is choosing himself a high priest, all right? So verse number five, the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter number five, verse number five, so also Christ glorified not himself. 
to be made a high priest. So just like, go back to verse number four if you can, Miss Carrie. We're going to flip-flop between these verses. So it says, no man taketh this honor unto himself. So just like the Old Testament, they didn't get to choose. Now we go to verse number five, and we reconcile that with Christ didn't choose either. He didn't glorify himself. He didn't glorify himself and say, I'm going to be the high priest. All right? How did, it, how did that happen? But he that said unto him, thou art my son. Today have I begotten thee, all right? So the one that said that he would be the high priest was God. Amen. So, uh, that, that's a direct quote from Psalm chapter number two, verse number seven. Thou art my son, today I have begotten thee. And so the same one that said that is the one that chose Jesus. So in the same manner that the high priest was chosen in the Old Testament, the writer's telling us that this high priest is chosen in the same manner. He was chosen by God. Verse number six. In verse number six, the Bible says, as he saith also in another place. Once again, this is God speaking. God said that thou art my son. All right. And then in, ver and in this verse, once again, God speaks as he saith, as God speaks also in another place. This is Psalm 110, verse number four. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Mechizedek. All right, now we'll learn a lot more about Mechizedek when we get to chapter number seven. All right, and we're fixing to find out why. Hopefully, if we get through this chapter today or a good portion of it, we'll find out why we're going to wait until chapter number seven before he starts going into this truth and this principle of the high priest after the order of Mechizedek. All right, he'll say later in this chapter, he said, you're not ready to understand this. He'll tell them that when you should, you should be teachers, you're still babes in the word. And so he's got to develop them a little bit before he can fully reveal this order of Mechizedek. And he'll take uh, the rest of this chapter and chapter number six to prepare them for chapter number seven. Well, he'll go into detail about this high priest after the order of Mechizedek, all right? And uh, if you want to do a little more studying before we get to that, uh, you can go back to Genesis chapter number 14, and you can find some information about Mechizedek, um, all right? And uh, I believe Mechizedek was uh, Jesus Christ, all right, uh, and uh, pre-carnate uh, before he came to Bethlehem. And uh, anyhow, uh, the uh, Mechizedek of Genesis chapter number 14 is called the King of Righteousness, and he's also called the King of Salem or the King of Peace, and so uh, anyhow, uh, there's only one that's called has those two titles as everybody else. Uh, he has no beginning and he has no end. All right, and so uh, uh, it's very interesting to uh, go back and study Mechizedek. Mechizedek came before the law, and so the high priest is everybody with me right here. Uh, the high priest here, Mechizedek, he was chosen by God before Aaron. Now, you see how we're reconciling. We're, remember this. We're, the whole book of Hebrews, we're trying to recon, we're reconciling the Old Testament to the New Testament. And he says, after the order of Mechizedek, Mechizedek was chosen by God before Aaron was born. And so the high priest, this is why he's saying this same, listen, he, he's saying, look, we're not getting away from the Old Testament. We're just giving you more revelation 
about the Old Testament. And this is what he does here in verse number six when he says this high priest, this priest is gonna be after the order of Melchizedek. And of course, we know this high priest to be who? Jesus Christ, all right? Now, verse number seven, here we go. The Bible says, who in the days of his flesh, who are we talking about, anybody? Jesus, very good, all right. So who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications, with strong, or excuse me, with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared. All right, somebody talk to me. What are we talking about right here? Somebody give me some details about what this verse is uh, pertaining to. While I drink my Red Owl coffee that Brooke the Highsmith, I feel like a NASCAR driver selling my sponsors and everything right now, all right? Y'all help me out. What do we, who we got? The Garden of Gethsemane. This is what this is in reference to. All right. Who in the days of his flesh. This is Jesus. When he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared. All right. So we have to go back to the Garden of Gethsemane. Luke chapter number 22 Verse number 42, I believe. Uh, can you look that up real quick? Luke chapter 22, verse number 42. If that ain't right, then it just won't be right because I don't have another verse, all right? And, uh, but uh, this was Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he was praying. And of course, we know, as it were, sweat drops of blood. He was praying, and he was asking the Father, saying, Father, if thou be willing... Remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Now he's fixing to teach us something, man. This is some good stuff and I hope you get a hold of this. But here Jesus is, we can go back to the other verse in Hebrews chapter number five, verse number seven. We go back to Hebrews and we see Jesus crying and strongly and strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death. We know Jesus said this, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. The Bible tells us that with God, all things are all right, with men it's impossible, but with God, all things are possible. And so when Jesus cried out in the Garden of Eden, and he, not Garden of Eden, Garden of Gethsemane, and he prayed to God, and he prayed to the Father, he said, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. With God, all things are possible. Amen. But not this. I need somebody to hear me. Somebody needs to hear this right now. This is a good way for you to talk to somebody about salvation through Christ. Jesus cried out and he says, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. With God, all things are possible. But God said, no, you've got to go to that cross. Does everybody see that? So for any of us, for anybody to think that baptisms, uh, a baptism saves you, then, then you're spitting on God. Is everybody all right? Say, preacher, I don't understand that. You can't add to it. It isn't anything that you and I can do. If there was a way, if it was possible, as a father to a son crying out to him, he would have made another way. Is everybody all right? But he did not because it was not possible. The only way for man's redemption was through the death of Jesus Christ. All right. And so he went to the cross. All right. This is important. He did this obediently. 
Stay with me. The Bible says that he prayed that prayer, but let me ask you something. Was that prayer answered? Let this cup pass from me. Was that prayer answered? No. All right. But was the prayer answered? Brother Rick, you own it. It was. Why was the prayer answered? Anybody besides Brother Rick? He looks like he knows what he's doing. I want to see somebody else answer. Anybody else? Who said it? Good job. Did you hear? Did Brother Rick just whisper that to you? Don't lie to me, Miss Etta. All right. Yes, he answered the prayer. Why? Because Jesus said, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine. So the prayer was heard in that he feared. All right. So he was obedient. Listen, y'all, y'all, is everybody all right? So the high priest, remember we talked about the high priest. He was able to identify with us because he understood our sins. He understood our struggle, right? He had to offer an offering for himself before he could offer for the people. So how does Jesus identify with us in this obedience? He did not listen. Y'all, you got to hear this. He didn't want to go to that cross. If it be possible, let this cup pass. Now, we know from the beginning, before the foundation of the earth, that he had chosen. He, he was chosen to do this, and we know that he did it. But I want you to see this. He did it through obedience. In other words, he didn't necessarily want to do it. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine. And who? I, I need somebody to help me. You ever done something you didn't want to do? couple times. <laughs> hey, I've been a lot more than that, but hey, I'll go with yours, all right? He's been a lot of times I didn't want, but he, through obedience, did what God designed him to what he That's what he was here for. And so he, in fear, he prayed and he, he strongly, the Bible says, with crying and tears, he said, God, let this cup pass from me. But his prayer was answered in that his prayer wasn't selfish. His prayer wasn't selfish. His prayer wasn't against the word of God. It wasn't against the will of God. And he said, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will. Are y'all hearing what he's saying? Let me say it, let me, let me say it in, in, in 2023 language. Not what I want, God. Not what I want, Father. But what you want. I think we miss that part of Jesus. Because yes, while he was in all parts, God. 100%. We've already identified that. The book of Hebrews lets us know from the beginning that he was God. But it also lets us know that he was man. We go in John chapter number 4 and we see that he was weary from walking when he sat down on a well with a woman that had been married five times and was living with somebody she wasn't married to. It said that he was weary from walking why? Because he was in all parts man. In Luke chapter number 22, in the Garden of Gethsemane, we see him crying out with strong tears and saying, God, I, I don't want to do, Father, I don't want to do this. Nevertheless, not what I want to do, but what 
you won't. I need somebody to help me. I need somebody to help me. I mean, I've been on this thought that, you know, we, we tell people to obey God, or we tell people to follow Christ, and we tell people to do all of this because we love God. And we do. We love God. We love God because he first loved us. But the fact is, is that Paul, he writes to us and he tells us that we are debtors. Let me see if I can help y'all with this. Maybe I can't. I don't know. I don't, I, I, I don't have to like my kids to take care of them. I don't have to like them. I don't have to. I, I don't have to love my children to take care of them. Now, I do love my children, but I don't have to. I took on a responsibility to take care of my kids. Does everybody understand what I'm saying? I, I, I owe them that. I'm going to go back over here. Y'all need to get saved. Y'all, is everybody with me? Y'all need to get saved. I owe my children that. I owe them a place over their head. I owe them a roof over their head. I owe them clothes on their back. I owe them food on the table. I owe them that. That is my responsibility. Now, I do love my children, but it is, I do that not because I love my children. I do that because that is my responsibility. All right. And while I love God, I serve God. See, I set y'all up. I just walked you right into it. While I love God because he first loved me, I do what I do because it is my responsibility. Paul says we are debtors. Paul says that you and I are to offer ourselves a living sacrifice, which is our reasonable service. In other words, that's what you owe God. For what he's done. Is everybody with me? And, and Jesus teaches us this obedience. I don't want to go to the cross. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. I shouldn't have cried like that. I was more thinking along the lines of, I don't want to go to church. I don't want to read my Bible. I don't want to pray. I don't want to do devotion. I don't want to teach my kids. I don't want to do the. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. It is your reasonable service. You don't do it for any other reason than you obey God, just as Christ did. Is that? About, is that? Did that help anybody? I helped about three people. All right, we're good. It's my. It's my reasonable service. I, I, I'm. I'm obligated. I'm just like Paul, a debtor. For what he's done for me, I'm a debtor. Somebody had something. Did somebody call my name? All right. Verse number eight. Verse number eight. Though he were a son. Mm, look at this verse. We're talking about, listen, if you understand your Bible, then you know that Jesus According to Colossians chapter number one, verse number 16, it was Jesus that spoke the world into existence. It was Jesus that formed man in the garden. 
if you understand your Bible and you understand Colossians chapter number 1, verse number 16, and Revelation chapter number 4, verse number 11, then you know that it was Jesus that created it all. Stay with me. He spoke it into existence. He created this world. He created man. And though he were a son, check this out. Yet he, who? The one that spoke it all into existence. The one that formed man. Look at what it says. Yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. If this doesn't show how conflicted he was as a man going to that cross, I don't know what else to tell you. Father, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. The writer teaches us that Jesus himself learned obedience. I need some, y'all still ain't getting this. If he was on the throne, if he was still in glory, he, he would not have learned obedience. I'm going to go over and say it on this side. Had he not humbled himself and become man, he would not known, he would not have known obedience. And so he learned obedience through the struggle of his flesh that every single one of you and I, we all got it. There's things that you and I struggle to obey in. But here the Bible says he learned, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. Verse number nine. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. Now, we ran out of time. But here's where we're at. He's being made perfect. He, it, and being made perfect. This means... We have gone from, we have gone to uh, 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 his resurrection. He's gone through his suffering, and after three days, he was resurrected. And because of that, because he defeated death, because he defeated the grave, because he overcame sin for us, all right, listen, he was made perfect. All right, that doesn't mean, <clears throat> once again, this word perfect right here, it doesn't mean he was already sinless. So this is not what we're talking about here. He was made perfect being that he had completed his course. And he did that through a resurrection. Is everybody with me? <clears throat> he went up, he resurrected on the third day. He went up to the Father. He presented the sacrifice. And he has sat down on the right hand. Of God the Father. It's finished. It's over. It's done. It's completed. It is, he's been made perfect. It's done. And so therefore he became the author of not just salvation, but, e, y'all say it with me, eternal 
salvation. Okay? In other words, this is what the writer is saying in Lake Park language. Is everybody all right? <laughs> because he ever lives... Because he, death, had no, death had no hold on him. He's alive. And because of that, he is the author of eternal salvation. His priesthood has no end. Okay? We're reconciling two things here. First off, how can he be a high priest if he didn't come from Aaron? He's after the order of Melchizedek, who was before Aaron. All right. Well, he's already died. So how, no, 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 no. He's resurrected. He's been made complete. And now he is the author of eternal salvation to all them that obey him. Called of God, verse number 10, and we're done. Called of God, a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Stay with me. Not only did Melchizedek have no beginning, he had no end. And where the high priests of the Old Testament, they changed out with death and a new one came in with this high priest. He defeated death. <laughs> He's reconciling the Old Testament. How can Jesus be the high priest? He wasn't a son of Aaron. He was chosen by God after the order of Melchizedek. Verse number six. Well, how can he still be the high priest when he's dead, when he died, when he was placed in the tomb? He didn't stay in the tomb. And so he's called of God a high priest after the order of Mac on the back end too. On the front end and on the back end. Is everybody with me? Now, like I said, Paul's not ready, or the writer here. Let me not say Paul because we really don't know who wrote the book of Hebrews. But the writer's not ready to go into full detail on Melchizedek. He'll do that in chapter number seven. He's going to tell them, look, where y'all should be maturing, you're not. All right, Paul had this same conversation with the church at Corinth, remember? He said, you're carnal. You should be beyond milk, but you're not. I should be able to give you meat, but I'm not able to. I'm having to give you milk because you've not grown spiritually. And he's going to, the writer of Hebrews is going to confront this congregation with the same thought. You're still babes in Christ. But he says this, you should be teachers. Amen. You should be teachers, but you're not. And so I'm having, to, I'm having to take my time and I'm having to lay this all out for you. And so anyhow, we'll get to that at another time. But how many of y'all learned something this morning? Amen. Praise the Lord. Ain't it cool? Just go through a few verses and, 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 and here's what we need to do with that now. Meditate on it. Amen. And uh, if you heard me talk to you about, if, you, if you've ever listened to me, about reading your Bible and everything else. You can, get in a, you can get in a cycle where you just read your Bible just to read your Bible. Learn how to meditate on what you hear. Learn how to apply some of these things that you hear. Jesus Christ was obedient even when he didn't want to be. 
I got that little dog that brings me armadillos. His name's Maverick. Maverick, anywhere Maverick goes, he's like high strung. He's like on like, I, I, I mean, he's, he's like crack. He's like on crack, just as it. <clears throat> Anyhow, I control him with a collar that shocks him. Is everybody with me? I have, I've mellowed out. Because used to, I'd just fry him until he got back to me. Now, we're learning things. Me and him learning one another. I got a little toner on that thing, and I hit that tone button, and if he hears it, he's coming to somebody's leg. He don't know whose it is. But the closest person, he's coming to that leg. Because after the tone, dad means business. All right, is everybody with me? I give you a warning. This is the warning shot. Well, the other day, I'm out there with the dogs, and I got one that's, uh, I just got him, and he's, he's not obedient at all. He, he, he don't know the woe yet. And so he's out there, and I got Maverick with me, and I got, Maverick usually stays around my feet. And anyhow, I'm sitting there with this dog, and I'm trying to train this dog, so I got it on a low setting, and I'm hitting this button. I done told Maverick, I said, heal. And Maverick's sitting by me, because I told Maverick, heal, that means Get right there and don't move. So I got Maverick by me and I'm, I'm sitting there with this dog and I'm telling him, I camo, whoa, whoa. And I got it on the low setting and I'm shocking him. And he ain't doing nothing. I go up another setting and I'm shocking him and he's not doing anything. And I'm like, whoa. And this ain't, I, I mean, it don't hurt. This is just, this is a, it. so I, I go up to the next setting. And I hit it, and I'm like, why ain't this dog looking? What, what is going on? And I look down there, and Maverick's going. <laughs> Had to switch in the wrong place. <laughs> he didn't want to be right there. <laughs> that was hurting being right there. But that's where Dad told him to be. And he never moved. <laughs> he just sat there, and he was Every time I hit the button, <laughs> didn't even let me know. I'm like, dude, talk. Tell me something. <laughs> Lord, we thank you for this morning. Lord, I pray that we be more obedient to your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. 